Ready? Go. Sure. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Podcast. That's right, the podcast. It is the first week of, it took me a second, uh, to be or not to be or September or whatever we're calling this month. I, I hope that I think that, that this promises to be a theme that we could revisit every year. Oh, this is a, this, is, this is, is a solid. A this is a solid theme. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie we watched called Yakuza Apocalypse was something. <laughs> it's insane. It's totally uh, insane. I don't know. It was definitely definitely <laughs> something. I, if it's my job to explain it, it will. I will be hard pressed. To explain it, I think it defies in other other than just like base terms. I don't I don't know if there's any way you can do it beyond that. So, um, hmm, that we did it. Uh, we have no Sean. Yeah, no he's, Sean. He's sucking his dad's dick. Yeah, he's pulling a double shift on. That's for you, his dad's dad. They suck. So, uh, you know, rest in power and. He's probably uh, still basking in the um, afterglow of an excellent AEW show. Yeah, what a fucking show. Oh my uh, goodness. But aren't we all? Aren't we all what? Basking in the, the still basking? basking. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like I had I had trouble sleeping last night. I was so excited. It's fucking rad. It was a good times. So if y'all are, if you guys can watch a, a replay of AEW all out, please do. It was uh, absolutely tremendous. Um, so there we go. TJ is yeah. muted, apparently. So here we go. Oh, TJ. He what keeps talking, doing? but no one's listening. So we're going to have to vamp. Nope. Nope. Still can't hear you. Nope, you're not talking. Anyway, we watched Yakuza Apocalypse. TJ, what'd you watch? Oh, shit, you can't talk. Oh, no. Gogs, what'd you watch this week? I watched two films. Uh, I watched... Uh, I watched... Predators? Uh-oh, he's gone. I watched uh, yeah, Predators with the. oh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Shoot, it was on the forefront. Danny, Danny Glover? Uh, no, that's Predator 2. Um, um, the guy from the jacket and I think the piano and I Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. playing like He's doing like a, a Christian You back, baby? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Mike came unplugged. I plugged it back in and then nothing happened. I don't know. Oh, I probably like lost the input. Um, but yeah, I watched Adrian Brody's Predators, which is, you know, effectively a beat for beat remake of Predator. But I'm okay with it. I remember yeah. really liking that, but I haven't seen it in forever. I, I liked it, and uh, it, it's got Walton Goggins, who I just absolutely love. It's got, you know, Adrian Brody doing a Christian Bale. I'm not wearing hockey pants. Voice like the entire time. <laughs> Uh, it's got a really like just sort of uh, in like it was like the crazy Lawrence Fishburne like but like you could sort of see the the beginnings of that uh, whatever uh, homeless king character he plays in John Wick starting to come out here. A um, lot of fun, lot of lot of shoot him up, blow him up, and actually a Topher Grace performance I didn't hate, and I think I don't care for Topher Grace most of the time. Isn't there a samurai in that movie? There is. There's a yakuza fella. <laughs> oh yeah, that's... and he has a he has a sword fight with a predator, and it's very like it's in like a tall field of grass, like it's a very 
like samurai throwbacky scene. I want to say that that's the last good movie Robert Rodriguez was involved with because I think he produced that movie. Yeah, he did. It was like a uh, uh, what are, what, is, what do they call themselves? The Wild Bunch, the Bad Batch. Yeah, something yeah, like that. something like that. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. Walton Goggins is super fun. The movie is very problematic. Like you can't, there's like a lot of stuff that goes down in that movie that you can't, you can't really do no more. Um, but a lot of fun. And then I watched a movie, which I'm debating whether to make it my Tubi pick because I watched it on Amazon prime, but it's available on Tubi. I had never heard of it. Rutger Hauer's 1992 film split second. I can't believe you've never seen that. I rented that movie like as a child like a hundred times because the cover is so cool. Like it's I, got, like this liquid metal like monster guy on the cover. I, I had never I'd never even heard of it, but it was like it was free on Prime and it had uh you know, I was like, Oh, Rucker Howard, he's in movies that you know, good bad he is in movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh so let's and then the the just the the premise was the, the the synopsis on Amazon was like wild. It was like uh cop hunts down serial killer in dystopian flooded post global warming London and like like the cops are rolling around either in Jeeps or in fucking hovercrafts and like Rucker Howard's like a strung out American detective who works for like Scotland Yard and it's like all the all the B listers from Braveheart were in it, like all of the other earls and barons that betrayed Braveheart at like the Battle of Falkirk or Sterling or wherever they turned his back on him. Like, and then the plot just throws out ideas and never wraps them up. Like, just like, no, we're not even going to come back to it. We're just going <laughs> to, just going to keep going. And it's crazy. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's, it's ludicrous. They have a fucking full auto Gatling gun shotgun battle. Like they fight this Sounds thing that awesome. sort of looks like if you if you like half watched Alien when you were drunk, but then a police sketch artist like describe what the xenomorph looked like, like that's what it looks like. Like it's maybe a giant mutant rat, but it's also sentient <laughs> enough to be able to 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 leave messages in blood, and it sort of absorbs everyone's DNA, and it might be part of the occult or a demon. Like there is a lot to unpack, and they don't bother. To unpack, they just drop the bags off of the door, and then they go to Chili's. Like they're like, fuck it, we're not going to touch <laughs> any of this. We'll just you figure it out. Um, it was absolutely wild, and I kind of loved it. So uh, I didn't realize. So if TJ's seen it, I'm sure Sean's seen it. Alec, have you ever seen this film? Never even heard of it. Yeah. So it was. I think I'll stick with my Tubi pick, but it is available on Amazon Prime and on Tubi. Um, and then I almost watched. I got real sleepy. I almost watched Blade of the Immortal. Which yeah, I need to know really if good. that's good or bad. Yeah, it's awesome. I love All right, it. so I might take the time to watch that. But that is the story we're being a little long. I think that's its only problem. But it's awesome. It's like very over the top. Is it, it really? Yeah, it's it's great though. Is it more over top than what we just watched? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Thank God. All right. Well, that's what the I watched. The moral comic is also really good. If you get a chance to get, you can get like one big collected volume of the whole series. Uh, it's excellent. Uh, right and on. The main character has a big swastika on his back. Oh. It's the Buddhist thing. Oh yeah, well was you know, <clears throat> was, was, I had I had some fucking asshole like there's some argument 
in some comic forum I was in, and they were like, uh, you know, like Frank Miller uses it too much. It's like, yeah, he uses it because it's in a bunch of like samurai manga. It's just a big weed. It's like I don't think that's why. It's like here, here, here. here's all your examples, idiot. What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure that's why. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. That's why Miho in Sin City has the swastika fucking uh, the throwing star. It's so the poor, the poor Buddhists just got Peppy the Frogged by. I mean, uh, I, I guess yeah, by the Nazis, like they just got yeah, appropriated. It's a, it's. Stu- I mean, I I get why he does it. It's stupid. What, what, people oh. people just have no con- sense. <sighs> people stay edgy. Anything else, guys? No, that's it. Alec, what did you watch? Um, hold on, I gotta type something on my phone real quick. I just found my WWE Easter pick for next month. Hell yeah. Man. Okay. Uh, real quick before Alec jumps in, I, I meant to say it when my microphone cut out. Uh, pour one out for Michael K. Williams, who passed away today. And Willard Scott. Unbelievable. Willard Scott passed away? Today, yep. And Ed Asner, like three or four days ago. Yeah, a couple days ago. Yeah. And Ed, Ed Asner was a real one, too. I liked Ed Asner a lot. All three of those guys, awesome. <clears throat> Michael K. Williams is like 53. Yeah, he's young, man. Anyway, speaking of Ed Asner, I watched his animated, uh, his animated thriller Up. Oh my god, that movie's so good, but that movie wrecks me for like the whole movie. That movie opens like with the toughest. Like I, I wanted to see that movie in the theater with Liz, and after the first twelve minutes, I looked at her like, "What are they? Why? And what? And no, the movie just fucking kicks you in the dick." Like three times yeah. in a row, and then they're like, "And now it's going to be kind of fun." Yeah, it's 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 a rough intro, <laughs> to be sure, um, but it's really good. Like it's Pixar. Like there's only so bad that those movies get. Yeah. Um, yeah. They can't all be Cars two. Yeah, yeah, was a, I, yeah, Cars Two is the is the Thor, the Dark World of the Pixar universe. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, it's excellent. Like the the first, yeah, the first like fifty minutes are fucking like devastating, but after that, it's uh, it's excellent. Ed Ed, Ed Asner's really good. Uh, He's the old Christopher. Man. Yeah, Christopher Plummer plays the bad guy. Um. Was it originally Kevin Spacey? And they had to switch it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, funny funny story. I was reading some, like, trivia about it while we were watching it, and there's a bird in the movie that they named, in the movie, they name it Kevin. No shit. And they named it after Kevin Spacey because he was one of the characters in A Bug's Life. Oh, shit. So there is a a Kevin Spacey connection. Oh, wow. And there's a young boy in the movie. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a young boy. <laughs> um yeah, it's very good. Like it's upper tier Pixar. No pun yeah. intended. Uh, yeah, up upper <laughs> tier Pixar. It's probably the uh, top, top three, I think, Pixar movies. It's really, really good. I I'd have to see a list, but it's 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 definitely it's definitely one of one of the upper upper echelon. Um and I watched another movie called Happily that stars Joel McHale and a bunch of, like, B-list actors. And uh, it was okay. Uh, this couple, there's, it, it, the premise is there's this couple 
they're like obviously they're friends with a bunch of other couples but this couple is like always all over each other and like completely in love and like head over heels all the time like you and me um but the other couples so in their friends group are all get uh like just sick of it because they're like they never fight they never have arguments nothing like they just get sick of dealing with them all the time so they kind of cut them out of their lives um as they're supposed to go away like on a big like couples trip with a bunch of couples to like a uh airbnb for the weekend just like to hang out and party mm-hmm. uh the next day steven root shows up at this oh, couple's house yeah he shows up at the couple's house with a briefcase and two needles in it and says the reason that you guys are so happy is because of some kind of genetic anomaly <laughs> that you don't there's something in your dna where you don't get sick of each other in your brain that you're missing some kind of chromosome or uh, chemical brain brain chemical or something. Brain chemical. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you get a brain <laughs> chemical? Um. Yeah, and they uh, the woman gets frustrated, listens to him, and kills him. Holy and then the rest shit. of the movie, yeah. Oh, like the rest. The rest seems of the like movie. A yeah, the rest of the movie, they end up getting reinvited to the couple's weekend after that, and they go, and they figure out, they think that it's a prank that one of them played on them, but, so they're trying to figure out who would have pulled the prank on them over the course of the weekend. It was... But they committed murder over it. Yes, and that's kind of glossed <laughs> over, which is kind oh. of funny. <laughs> and they even, they addressed that at the house. They're like, wait a minute, you murdered a guy. And some of the people are like, you think we would play the prank? They're like, no, but you killed someone. <laughs> um, it's not bad, but it's not great either. It didn't like in the hands of probably a better director with a better cast. It probably could have been something pretty, uh, pretty, pretty amazing. But like, it was fine. Um, it has some good jokes. The resolution was okay. Uh, is it like super absurdist, or is it like? Kind of more grounded, like if it sounds like it has to be kind of weird. It's, it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's, it's grounded in the sense that like nothing like crazy fantastical happens, like with like effects or anything like that. Right. But it's kind of absurd the way people react to things in the movie. It's like, uh, it's like artist self defense. Like, yeah, maybe. I guess I still haven't, still haven't seen that. But maybe you weren't on that show. We reviewed on that show. Nope, I was on vacation when you guys. Uh, you should watch it. It's really good. I don't know. Did you guys actually do that? Yeah, I, did, I, for, I missed it for some reason. It was the education of Gogs Month. Yeah, it was the yeah. part where like, I had to watch all the good movies I missed on from the, the previous year. It's on the Plex. Yeah, I missed it. I missed it for some reason. I don't remember why. Um, but that's uh, that's all that I watched. Um. The only other thing there was a there's a show on Hulu that they've been pumping up called Only Murders in the Building. It's a good time. with um Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Sure. And we just watched the first couple of episodes and it's like surprisingly really good. Like I thought based based on the premise and the ads I had seen, I was like, this is just gonna be like a stupid annoying show. So these three people live in like a luxury apartment mm-hmm. and there's a murder 
and they're all podcast junkies, so they decide to start a <laughs> podcast about the murder, and they try to investigate <laughs> the murder themselves. Yeah, kind of funny. It's like it's a lot better than I expected. Like Steve Martin. I mean, Steve Martin's good. In, like pretty much everything he does. Oh yeah, it really um, is. He's he's amazing. Martin yeah. Short's Martin Short is very hit or miss for me. Like sometimes he's just too over the top and like manic, but he's really, he's really like walks a good line in this. And Selena Gomez plays really good off of both of them. What was that fucking character he used to do? I can't remember his name. Oh, that guy smiling. Spiky hair. Oh, Oh, that shit was so annoying. They had a fucking. Brimley. Brimley. Walter Grimley or something. Grimley? Brimley Grimley. Somebody, yeah, he did the spike. It was was doomed as doomed could be, you know, that guy. But I loved him in, was it Arrested Development? Where yes. He was, like, oh, very yeah. good in Arrested Development. Dragon, hey, dragon, dragon. <laughs> he also has a very funny, like, he's not, it's, it's like a little more than a cameo in P.T. Anderson's Inherent Vice. He plays a very strange character in that movie. Um, anyway, anything else, Al? Uh, no, that was, I believe that's it. So, it's so is it you? It's me. TJ. It's me. It's me. It's Johnny Dupree. Um, none of us saw Shang-Chi. Kind of amazing. Um, I just wanna... uh, yeah, I just like, I'm not going to a theater anymore right now. I the think... way, the way COVID's ramping back up, like I'm not going to go to the theater and I'm not going to pay 30 bucks to watch it on Disney. It's, it's not on Disney Plus. Cause I oh, watched... not? No, it would have been. Oh. I've, I've been, I personally, like, I don't want to go to the theater either, but it's because I'm really lazy. And I've been spoiled by these movies that come out on streaming instantly. Now it's just like, oh, it's not on streaming? I don't even want to see it. <laughs> Apparently it's good. Most people say it's very good. I've heard nothing but good things about it. It's got great, like, uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Cinema, what's it called? Uh, Cine, Cine, Cine Score yeah, or yeah. whatever it is. Like, it's Cine getting great. Critic. Yeah, it's getting great like numbers all around that I haven't seen like a bad review about it yet. The uh, the thing that I'm most excited about whenever I eventually watch it is it seems like the general consensus is that the like karate in it's really well done and like well shot. Like I watched five minutes of a guy's review and he's like, you know, the the martial arts is like on par with like the like a good solid like Asian march martial arts movie. I'm like, yeah, all right. That's well, all who, who directed it? So you didn't see it. Who, Sean saw it? Who saw it? I don't think anyone saw it. Not in, oh. that, not in our group, anyway. Uh, I don't know who directed it. People that direct Marvel movies, it's like almost doesn't matter in most cases. But yeah, you say that, but like they're starting to get better, better directors who have done different kinds of things. It's the same uh, guy who did. The same guy who directed Just Mercy, which I have not seen, but I know was really. Oh, that, that movie's out. That good. movie's outstanding. I love that fucking movie. I don't know what that is. So Michael B. Jordan and Jamie oh, Fox that came out. It's not a karate movie. No, but it's like no. one of the only other things this guy's directed. <laughs> so that's pretty impressive. No, I know um, exactly. It was, yeah, I remember it now. It's like, a, but like Michael B. Jordan was like a lawyer. Thing. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I remember a trial, like a, a criminal attorney or whatever, in the like, deep south, trying to get a black man off for murder. I'm always trying um, to get black men off, but that's a whole. But I don't know stuff. the uh, the Eternals is directed by Chloe Zhao. I'm like she just won a fucking Oscar for yeah. Best Picture, yeah, and that uh, that good. the the Marvels movie, um, the, the Cap, which is a terrible title for the Captain Marvel sequel, but that's directed by the woman who directed the new Candyman. 
Uh, I heard that's good. I need to see that too. Yeah, I, I do actually want to see that a lot. I really love that guy. I want to watch everything he's in. Jordan yeah. Peele didn't direct Candyman. No, he produced it. Oh, yeah, uh, he just crams. He just he slaps his name on everything he produces yeah. is like the number one thing now. His name's got a lot of cachet. I can't say I blame him. Um, anyway, uh, so I only watched one thing. I watched uh, Don't Breathe Two. Mm. Still not breathing. That trailer looked. That trailer looked so bad. It is really bad. It has one of the worst plots I think I've ever seen. Like it's so fucking stupid. And like, you know, you watch it, and and I love the first one. I, I know it's kind of polarizing. Uh, I really enjoyed the first one a lot. And I, you watch this one, and you're like, this is so off the mark. First of all, it's not a horror movie. This movie is like kind of like a. Guess it's trying to be like a grindhousey, like Death Wish kind of movie, but that doesn't really work. And but anyway, you watch this and you're like, this seems like a cash in, like something that'd be like a director Redbox movie. I know it wasn't. I know it got a theatrical release and everything. Come to find out that this is actually written by the same guy that wrote the first one. This is written and directed by uh, the guy that wrote the first movie, and he, he did both in the sequel. It's so fucking bad. Um, and I, I know, like, when the trailer came out, like, everybody was like, okay, so the old man rapist is the hero now? Yes, he is. And you know what? They don't ever really resolve that point. There's a there's a, a moment at the end of the movie where he kind of has his all his lost moment, and he, like, cries, and he's like, I've raped, I have killed, I'm a monster. But then he's ultimately still the good guy. So it's like, wait, what? Um, the plot is the blind man, like, finds a, like, finds a little girl outside of a meth house, a meth house explosion, and then raises her as his own, and then the guy that burned down the meth house, which apparently is within walking distance of the blind man's house, so it's like, he tracks down his daughter and wants to get her back because his meth head girlfriend needs a heart transplant, it's so fucking stupid. Um, now, if I, I if I remember correctly, yes, the in don't breathe, yes, like his character had captured and like was kidnapping and and molesting women for the purposes yes. of getting like his he lost his daughter. He, he lost a kid and he was trying to get another kid. Yeah, that was the point. And he just so got he, over that, that in this movie. Like he's well, just he got done with that plot. Oh, he okay, got a kid. Fair. So yeah, I guess. It, it, dude, this movie is so fucking stupid. And, like, the first movie, you know, the, the Blind Man Commando, you kind of you kind of give it a pass because, well, one, it's kind of a fun premise, and two, he's in his house, right? So, like, you can understand, like, if this guy, you know, this guy's trained, this guy knows every inch of his own house. That home like, field it, advantage. It kind of makes sense. So in this movie, they're only in his house for, like, not even the first quarter of the movie. Then he goes to this other other like meth lab, and he's still being like a commando. But it's like he has no concept. Like I don't. It's so dumb. And I feel bad for Stephen Lang, who's like really good in the movie. Like he's trying his heart out, and like Stephen Lang is like super charismatic, and it's like he deserves better. This movie is trash. Don't watch it. I mm. I can't not recommend this enough. It's so bad. And like the funny thing is, it's also like really short. But I was like still like just. I was like, end this fucking... As soon as you can 
as soon as you see where the movie is going, you're like, oh god, just stop, stop now, just it's enough. It's 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 so bad, and it's completely pointless. Like it is a, it is the textbook definition of unneeded sequel. Like I I I get why they made it a sequel, why they made a sequel to it because the first one made like. I think 157 million on a 13 million dollar budget, so it did huge money. But like this sequel, I think it, in the like, I mean, sucked. I'm not going to see it. So, spoiler alert: Does he live through this one? Well, he he presumably dies, but there's a stinger where it's implied that he survives. So are they going to do like? I'm just wondering: Are they going to keep taking this thing? Probably. Are they going to take this thing the Saul route and turn him into the? Jigsaw anti-hero. He doesn't do anything. Like his, like they, they had, they ran out of ideas for things for him to do in this movie. So I can't imagine what else they're gonna do. Like he, he, you're literally rooting for like the worst character. And yeah. the, the funny thing is, is that I read some press junket stuff about the movie and like the, what the director said. And he's like, it's a movie where bad things happen to bad people. But that's not how. Like I, you can do that. And that was the can, first movie. Well, and you can also you can you can you can write around that, right? Like, I there's plenty of movies I like where there's literally no redeeming characters. Uh, fucking hateful eight. Uh, fucking only God forgives. Those are all movies about horrible people that horrible things happen to. But this movie, like, he is like the, Stephen Lang's character is literally a hero, and he's constantly shown as being like virtuous because he's trying to save the little girl. Like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work when you're the villain, like the guy that was like a serial rapist has like a moral compass now. It just doesn't work. It's bad. And the the only thing that kind of saves it is there's some, it doesn't save it at all, but it gives it like a star instead of zero stars is that there are some really good gore effects in this movie. Like they're like the movie is very violent and there's some really gross shots that they do, but overall it's terrible, terrible movie, fucking awful movie. Uh, hated it, uh, but that's all I watched. <laughs> I planned on I, I planned it. I planned on going to see uh, Shang Chi today, but I just didn't feel like leaving the house. So hopefully, I feel like it seems like even with these movies, like The Green Knight and like Zola and a few other like uh, box office movies, maybe not this one because the Marvel movie. It seems like the box office time frame between when it's in the theater to when it's on demand has gotten a lot smaller. Uh, so hopefully Shang-Chi is the same way, but maybe I'll carry my ass to the theater. I don't know. I'd like to see it. I just didn't get to it. Mm. Too busy playing video games and not leaving. <laughs> just sitting around is so much fun. Uh, anyway, let's get into our feature presentation. Uh, Takashi Miike's Yakuza Apocalypse. Mm. Um, this is probably like his... God, I don't know. He's probably made... 20 Yakuza movies. Probably more, actually. He he made so many Yakuza movies that, like... And he's made, like, serious Yakuza movies. Uh, there's a movie called Lay Lies that's really good. Or, excuse me, Lay, Lay Lines, which I believe is, like, a cartography term. Um, it's like a thing. It's like a supernatural term. Oh, certain, it is? Okay. There are lines that meet up like if you draw lines in certain places around the world and they meet up in like places like Stonehenge and like oh, the Bermuda okay. Triangle, they intersect in places like that. It's some like Wiccan or yeah, some kind of thing like that. Um, 
but that's a really good uh, serious Takashi Miike movie. Uh, Blues Harp is really good. Like he's done everything, but then he's made stuff like this, and he made a movie called Full Metal Yakuza, which is about like, like this cyborg Yakuza, which is kind of amazing. Um, the guy's done. I mean, again, he's made like. 205 movies or something insane. Um, this is one of his, like, I don't know, this is him at his most deranged and, like, nonsensical. Um, this movie is like a fucking fever dream. Like, oh, I yeah. don't, like... Yeah, it's, so it's about a young Yakuza named, oh god, what's his name? Kagi, Kagi, uh, what's his name? Kagiyama? I think it's his, his name. Kagi, I believe that's correct. It's Kagiyama. It, yeah, let's so Kagi, go with it. Kagiyama is uh, like an apprentice to Yakuza uh, to his boss. Uh, the boss has, like, the intro of this movie might be the best part of the movie. I love the the intro where this, this old Japanese man literally just goes ham through, like, just, this entire yeah, base and, like, he, is being yeah. stabbed and shot and, like, it's just bloody and ridiculous and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but the the boss ends up, and then that scene ends with him seeing his girlfriend and then eating her. <laughs> um, so uh, I already, Kagiyama is an apprentice to the boss uh, in this small town. I forget the name of the town. Um, but it, it's the small town where the Yakuza and the, the local residents kind of it's kind of like the Godfather too, right? Like that, that, uh, what was the, the name of the, the, the Don that everybody, the black hand, the black hand. Yeah. So it's the same idea. It's a small town. The Yakuza lives there, but they keep everything in order. So everybody loves them. Um, everybody looks up to the boss, uh, especially Kagiyama. And he wants to be a Yakuza. He wants to get his big Yakuza tattoo on his back. Also, all the but tattoos. He, but he has sensitive skin. Yeah, he can't deal with a needle. God. All the tattoos in this movie are also super tits. I, I love the tattoos in this movie. Um, and these Yakuza, I think needs to be pointed out, they operate with a very sort of, sort of strict honor code of just keeping it in the... Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that is the Yakuza. That is well, like, I mean, I don't know. I think that's so different than like the mafia thing. Like, I think the mafia care; they don't care about civilians anywhere near as much as the yakuza up here, too. I don't know. If you look at like look at look at like a classic mafia stuff, like the Godfather, they're always like they, think about like Godfather One, right? Remember that whole plot was like we don't want to bring drugs in. We want yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're right. It's an honor code thing. It, it's a it's a well worn trope when in these kind of things. Um, but anyway. Uh, then out of nowhere, this guy that's dressed up like a pilgrim. He's dressed up like a Rembrandt painting, like, and I don't know why he's here. He's a vampire he's, hunter. I and he guess. speaks English. And he and speaks he English because Takashi Miike is obsessed with Japanese people speaking but was English. He, so I have lots of questions. Was yeah. he what, how about to Go do ahead. this? Was he hunting the boss? And why was his gun... Made out of one of the table legs from an IKEA table. He was the. I don't know if he was hired, but he was part of the like main yakuza. Because they didn't like that the boss broke off from them and started his own yakuza. Yeah, that's why. That's why before he kills the boss, he's like, "Come back to the syndicate," and he's like, "No." Like that. Yeah, Alex, exactly right. I missed that whole plot point then. It was like a very. Beginning. I mean, it's easy. It's very easy to miss plot points in this movie. There's I like. Know, I, a billion of them, and they come like fifty yeah. a minute. Yeah, like, I couldn't cut. figure out why. Like, I, I I couldn't figure out why he was being betrayed by his troops. 
And then I couldn't figure out why the guy from the raid, I know the guy from the raid was there to accompany the vampire hunter fella with the coffin backpack. And, yeah. <laughs> and then, but I guess, and then his like late, his like anti vampire gun that looked like just like metal welded together. It had it had the screw plate from a uh, from an IKEA table like <laughs> on the end of it. It was just like metal piping. And then he's got like he's got the goddamn like atom collector from Bioshock because he gets the blood from the yeah. yeah. And then. For so some anyway, reason, so, yeah. So, okay, keep going. So this guy, the guy that looks like a pilgrim, he looks like uh, fucking uh, Solomon Kane. If anybody knows that character, um, he he kills the boss. Him and the guy from the raid that God just talked about. The guy from the raid is dressed up like a dork. He's got this like backpack and like he's got like, he's got, like he's full of, like weeby like <laughs> like hentai posters and yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, he has glasses and he has like it looks like he has like blueprints and tubes like in a backpack on his back yeah <laughs> and he twists the boss head off and twists oh, the head around I love, like I love 30 times yeah, yeah. They kill, so they kill the boss and to make sure he's dead the guy twists his head off <laughs> but spoiler alert it still wasn't enough to make sure he was dead oh god but there's also like like before the boss died you're introduced to this weird scenario that they revisit later of like, I guess it's a yakuza reform school that's happening in the basement of a sushi restaurant. <laughs> well, no, they are they yeah they are reforming, but they're also they also are like you know how in uh, like Dracula mythology he's got to like live in like the dirt from Transylvania or whatever. Yeah. Or, like sometimes it's just a coffin. Right. Or they are making his bedding that he sleeps in that's like in that same lair. That's what right. they're oh, doing. I'm- I missed that. I was wondering yeah. what they were doing there. But I thought that, the, and I thought the whole—I thought it came back later that these guys were trying to be reformed. They are, they, so he they, could feed on them, and they would taste better. That is correct. Because yakuza <laughs> tastes bad that is and correct. are not nourishing. That is correct. All that is accurate. See, you understand. You got oh, it. All. I, I got it. <laughs> I so a turtle, a turtle demon shows up. A, a kappa. Yeah. Yeah. Kappa. That guy looks gross. Like I, I couldn't even I look at him. That was unpleasant to see. So, yeah, there's a, why? There's a lot of there's a lot of Japanese mythology like tied into this movie. Like the frog guy is a is a is a uh, it's a weird kind of manifestation of a yokai. The kappa that you guys are talking about. A kappa is a turtle spirit that like was known to like hoard like wealth and treasures and things. And he also is known to be quite pungent. That's why they can't stand to be around him because uh, he stinks. Also, that that like that is some effective ass makeup. Like it's just a guy that, with like a beak, but it looks so gross. Like that the mouth way... prosthetic was just yeah. Oh, gross. So anyway, sorry. Where so uh, where the bo- were we? Who cares? The, the boss gets his the boss gets his head twisted off, and then uh, uh, Kagimura or Kagiyama gets fucking his ass handed to him by the raid guy but he's able they leave him alive he grabs the boss's head the boss's head isn't quite dead yet and the boss spits his blood into kagiyama and no, he, he somehow said, lunges his 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 freeform <laughs> head manages to i guess generate enough momentum by moving i guess his tongue or his oh, yeah. jaw to launch oh, his face at Kagiyama's neck. He says, live the path of a Yakuza vamp- or vampire Yakuza. Yeah. Uh, and that introduces the concept that not only was the boss a vampire, 
he was a Yakuza vampire. That's also which true. Is very important in this movie uh, because you find out that he's like regular vampires, I guess, are one thing, but these are Yakuza vampires because this whole movie is about the dichotomy of Yakuza and civilians. And eventually, there, there are no spoiler alerts for this movie. There are no civilians left in this town. Everyone is some kind of Yakuza by the end of this movie. And then the world ends. That is basically the point of this movie. Any Takashi Miike movies end with the world coming to an end. Uh, just this and Dead or Alive. Okay, well, those are two of the two of these six movies I've seen by Takashi Miike. Yeah, so you, 33% of the films I've seen of his, the like world less ends. Less than, like, what, 5% of his, into- his total output. Um, but... But anyway, uh, so yeah, after that, like, I will, like, uh, this movie just kind of, like, uh, Kagi, Kagiyama comes, tries to come to terms with being a vampire Yakuza. Um, he comes to terms with it fairly quickly. He just starts, like, sucking neck. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, like, he just, starts turning people immediately. Like, yeah, people just and the whole go. the whole town is turned within, like, a <laughs> yeah. day. Well, the, yeah. And then, like Gog said, there's a scene where the guy that was running the, like, weird reform school thing, the, the sushi chef or whatever, he explains in a hilarious fashion. He's got chalkboards with all the rules. <laughs> he explains how civilian blood tastes really good and it's addictive. But you got to be careful because then if you turn too many civilians into Yakuza vampires... The Yakuza vampires don't taste good, and they're not nutritious, so you'll become malnourished. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of this movie is just everyone turning into, yeah, like, literally, like Alex just said, the town gets turned in, like, five seconds. And then, but then but the stumble like a, fumbling, a, a frog monster yeah. is awakened? Yeah, the, frog, the frog monster is the ultimate terrorist, like, the head boss of the true Yakuza. And he's wearing, like, a Kermit the Frog cosplay. <laughs> the best part! I love when he's introduced and, like, uh, like the, he's just walking down the street and he's wearing this ridiculous costume and these guys are like, oh, is the store opening soon? And that's a Japanese thing. Like, they, I mean, we do it here, too, but they always have, like, mascots for, like, store openings and shit. So, like, yeah, and then he just beat... Who's ever in this suit fucking kicks ass. The fact that he can do, like, karate and shit in this giant frog head because he just beats ass. Like, that's all he does. But, like, the eyes of the frog suit are also sort of, like... Well, it's you got to understand, that's not a suit. I mean, it's it's supposed to be... It is a suit. But, like, in the in the mythology of this film, that's a living thing. And he sheds his skin at the end of the movie. That's what that is. Yeah. Tell me another frog head underneath it. Yeah, which is hilarious. That's... And then he's got, like, a fucking... Uh, a King Hippo esque fucking <laughs> like bandage over his belly button yeah. that wants to get yanked off. Like he shoots lasers into the sky and turns into his final form, which is a giant kaju monster that then, would like, bring the about old, the Yakuza apocalypse. Like the, the female former captain of the Yakuza, like her yes. ears are just exploding with milk. It's her brains. I don't know. I, that is the. One, I don't. I don't know what they're going for in that one. But she's uh, using that to like to, to try and grow new <laughs> civilians, civilians in a greenhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't understand. I know, but like, oh, you you understand. It's surface level. There's not much to it. 
I mean, it's absurd. It's bonkers. It's, it's not like there's like deeper meaning behind any of it. And then, like the last two guys, like they get into a like the, the the raid guy. So the so the frogman gets his <laughs> belly button ripped open, and then his soul escapes to his final form. And then the guy from the raid has like uh they play lumberjack or whatever and punch oh, each other in the face for the better part of six minutes. Yeah, and earlier earlier the the so the raid guy gets beat like halfway through the movie by uh, Kagimura and. He he's frustrated with that. They they hook him up to some kind of like electrical machine. They like just strap his brain to a Van de Graaff generator then, and just hook him up in the basement. But then at the end of that scene, he drinks the boss's blood. So presumably he's going. He's got more power or whatever. So there's like a big showdown at the end between those two. After the big showdown between Kagimura and the Frogman. Uh, also, I don't think we pointed out, but like Gog just talked about the. So the, the the bumbling yakuza, they are in this movie too. Um, they are constantly fucking things up. The boss, who like has gone insane, like the the female boss. I don't think she's ever given a name in this movie. They just call her. They don't. They call her. They just call her Captain. The whole Captain. Time. That's it. Yeah, they call her Captain. Uh, she's like totally insane, and she again, it, it, she keeps hearing a drip. And then that manifests into like her ears exploding and the milk that she uses to plant a garden where civilians are going to grow so they can have more civilians. Uh, because the Yakuza, the normal Yakuza can't survive without civilians. You could say that they eat, they're drinking the blood of the civilians while literal Yakuza vampires are drinking the blood. Yeah, of it's a very, it's a very like, it's uh, hilarious. It's on a very, the nose metaphor. It's funny as hell. Like, that's just a fucking, I mean, it's, it, again, nothing in this movie is meant, like, there's not like, it, it's not like there's like a deeper reading into any of this. Like, it's, it's just on its face, completely absurd. And they understand that it's absurd. And I think the one thing I liked a lot about it is, like, Kagimura feels like he's in a different movie. Like he plays it entirely serious. He plays it the entire so serious. Time. And like, he's not bad in it at all. He's, he's great. pretty good. If you've ever played, I, God, you played these, right? The Yakuza video games. Yeah, they are a lot like this, where absurd shit happens like all the time, but everyone is very serious. Yeah, like the plots are very insane, but like everything is very serious and very important. And this movie is is, is definitely like that, but. Yeah, um, and then he turns into a bat monster, I guess, to fight the, this to fight this the kaiju. fucking kaiju. Yeah, and, and, and just to, to point out, when when I say he turns into a kaiju, <laughs> it's literally like the most obvious, like uh, like model work. Like he's stepping on plastic people. <laughs> they're like from like a train set you would find in like your uncle's attic. Like they're just yeah. like they're just. It, it's like he's exploding, maybe out of the sun. I don't know. Like there's some. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, but it, there's so much, like, I, I think Alex said it, there's so many things they just throw out there. Like, you know, th- there's a scene where they, they, again, they talk about the the sustenance that these vampires need, but then, really, they drop it completely because the whole town are vampire Yakuza now. Like, the entire town. There's no civilians left. But so everybody was, like, their own weird flavor of Yakuza. There was, like, security guard police Yakuza. I and, love like, that scene. Like, yeah. like, like, everyone just took their job and they kind of yakuza it up a little yeah. bit. Everybody's like, yeah, we're not going to do that no more. Yeah, you got to pay Yakuza. us extra. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm Yakuza police. I, I drink and play cards all day. <laughs> and I didn't understand the one thing where the kid... There's a weird scene in the beginning where the kid, like, I guess there was no money... 
and this kid wanted his dad to, to beat him so he didn't have to like feed him anymore. But then that guy ends up getting get got because the but the mob boss saves him. But then the kid turns into a vampire and he pulls his hair off to make yeah. more hair. I love that. <laughs> and then he grows a tattoo on his back. Yeah, well, that happens when you become yeah, a become, yeah, yeah, become a yak who's a vampire. You get a tattoo. His tattoo is hilarious <sighs> as well. Um, but yeah, why like? Why were they able to be out in the sunlight? I don't right. I don't, I don't think know. they have regular. Obviously, they're not playing by normal vampire rules. Yeah, and that's bullshit. Uh, vampire I mean, rules are universal. I mean, I don't think that. Uh, again, th- there's a lot of things in this movie that uh, they they just throw it out. Like, so vampire rules are universal, but are yakuza vampire rules universal? So are like that's a, so. That's a cop out on on <laughs> Takashi Miike's part. He didn't like. Write I this. wanted to be in the sunlight, so whatever. I'm gonna let well, it be. In uh, the sunlight. Yeah, of course. I mean, think like about, that's stupid. I think it's funny. Out of all the stuff that happens in this movie, that's the hill. <laughs> You're like, nah, that's too much. That's a bridge too far. Was the soba mute? Was the soba noodle frog egg thing like him, like yeah. foreshadowing the fight yeah. against the frogman? Yeah, I mean that's why it's fun. Right? That's why I guess it was just it's, super fucking gross. A giant- he fights a giant frog at the end of the movie. So, yeah. Also, he didn't even touch on the fact that the two bubbling Yakuza guys, the one who's named Angus. Angus, yeah. fucking hilarious to be a Japanese guy named Angus. They get, like, this battle wagon out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> to fight the fucking frog. Oh, God. Oh, anyway. Yeah, that was... Uh, there was a lot going on in this movie. Definitely like, a lot going on in this movie. I mean, this um, was not... This was... Not A to B. It's a it's an absurd film, uh, and I love every minute of it. Um, I wish I, I did, well, I'll get into it, but anything else I'm going to talk about before we get into five level shot? Mm. What was the point of the the woman that he saved from being molested, and then she's in the hospital with her eyes bandaged up? Was that like the one thing he wouldn't turn into a vampire? Like that he was didn't last. Really- well, he did at the very end, but like, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, it's like the it's the love interest that's in every one of these Yakuza movies. I think that's the other thing that this movie is an active parody of a lot of his other films, like his again those more serious films that I mentioned earlier. Earlier, and the, the Yakuza genre in of itself. There's always a girl like that in these movies, like the one that's like, oh, if everything if everything worked out, I could have a straight you know, life or whatever. I think that's kind of like a, a remnant of that. I don't know. It it, it just seemed kind of tacked on. <laughs> like it's like a she's kind of an afterthought. By the end of the movie, we're like, oh yeah, she existed. And there's like that one scene in the very beginning of the movie where he leaves her hospital bed and she's just like it's like a scene out of like Silent Hills. She's got like her bandages and she's just staring out the hospital window. It's like what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, this movie is nuts. Anything else, guys? No, no, nope. This... Alan, I hear this. Um, I don't think you God heard as much as I think you think you did. This, uh, I don't know. This movie is <laughs> um, it's shot really well. Yeah, the, this uh, is shot really well. It's shot really well. You can see the fights good. Like the, uh, it's probably the best shot 
of all the Japanese movies that we've watched as far as like oh, color contrast, the color, like the focus, like everything looks super crisp. It's yeah. almost like he shot it in like, I don't know, 4K or something because it looks beautiful and everything, all the colors and everything pop like beautifully off the yeah. screen. I don't know that I've seen any movies that look as good as this. Yeah. Like it looks so beautiful. Well, and it's like super over the top, like all the like you know he uses a lot of bright colors and shit in this. Very yeah, it's clean. But fuck, man! Every scene where the main character wasn't on scene, on camera was like I was just like I had no clue. I could not keep up. I had no <laughs> idea what was going on. Um, and it was incomprehensible at times. <laughs> like even with subtitles, like I was still like, "What the fuck is happening? I do not understand what is happening with this shit." Like it is all over the place and it moves a billion miles an hour and doesn't explain anything and just keeps going. Um, yeah, I thought there was parts of this movie that were they, like they expected me to know stuff that I just didn't know. And I mean, it's for a different audience, it's for a Japanese audience, so I'm sure there's cultural sure, things I'm, that yeah, I think I a just lot of don't that get. Stuff, yeah, I think a lot of that like, stuff would probably play different in the Japanese audience. It was like if somebody gave me a book written in Spanish, I was like, I need you to read this beginning to end. Like, I'd understand <laughs> some of the words and maybe be able to understand what they're talking about at a few points. But overall, it's like, what the fuck? I don't understand this at all. Um, God, I honestly don't know how to score this. Like, it's... I guess it's like a six. It wasn't boring, and I'm going to remember it, but I, I just... It was like impenetrable at points, <laughs> and I had a really hard time getting past the fact that the vampires were out in the sun. At the time. <laughs> like I could not get beyond that. Like every time I was like, "This, like this is, like everybody who knows about vampires, you know, they suck blood and they can't go out in sunlight. Those are the two things you know about vampires, and yeah. you know nothing else about them." And immediately, like in the very first scene, the guy is out in the sunlight. You find out he's a vampire later. But fuck, the karate is really good. The fighting is the fighting is really good. The fighting is really good. That dude, the main character, is a stud. He's like awesome. Um, yeah, I'll give it a six. It wasn't terrible, but like it just it was too. It's too weird. Too (laughs) impenetrable for me to get my head around. Uh, Gogs. Like literally everything Alex said, I had no idea how to score this thing. Like it's just there's stuff about it I like, and it's true. I didn't hate it. I I will remember it. Like Liz asked me after she's like, How's the movie go? I don't know. Like I finished it. Like I don't know what to make of it. Um, I'd love to see the main character in other stuff. He was really, really good in it. Um it's just like I like weird stuff, but this is like this is like like this is like weird for the sake of weird, which normally I'm into. But this is I couldn't just, I just couldn't right like like Alex said, it's like impenetrable. I'm like what and why are we doing this now? And I guess if you look at it maybe from the lens of parody, maybe that would be it. But I'm not familiar enough with what they're parodying to to appreciate that. Um, so yeah, it's also going to be a six for me, but it's uh. It's insane, and the 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 fight scenes in it are really good. I wanted more fight scenes. I had to look the guy's name up. It was uh, it's like his name's like Yayan Ruhain Ruhain, the guy from the fucking Guys in the Raid. 
Yeah, that guy yeah, is that guy just rocks. a fucking monster. Yeah, that end um, fight scene in the first raid that he's in is so good. It's, but his scene in the raid two, his scenes in yeah. raid two are insane. Uh, that guy kicks a pile of ass. Um, but yeah, it, it's a six. It's super fucking weird. It's like I don't get it. I'm trying to get it. I'll I'll exp- I'll. There's whole plot lines that they they talk about that I just. It's just, it's just I'm like, wh- and we're do- why are we doing this now? Like, where did she even get the idea to grow new civilians? And then, from what? From whence, woman? Whence? Like, it's, it's bananas. But anyway, yeah, it's a six. TJ, uh, it's an eight for me, dog. I love this movie. Um, I love just the balls to the walls insanity of this film. I think like it's. Again, it's, you know, I always really go hard for stuff that's, like, not like anything else. You'd be hard-pressed to find anything that's like this movie. Um, I I don't know. I have a very... I've watched, like I said, I've watched a ton of Takashi Miike movies, and I'm always impressed by how different his films are. Like, he can make stuff that's, like, you know... Like, he can make stuff in, like, any genre, including just, like, whatever the hell this is, like... You can make something like Audition, you can make something like fucking 13 Assassins, and then you can make this. It's like, how is that possible? Like, I feel like a director that would make a movie like this would only make this kind of movie, this just insane stream of consciousness consciousness film. Um, I mean, there is like big laughs in this movie for me when they, they could do the Kaju fight at the end. I just, I think that's fucking hilarious. Like, the, the, the fact that every time somebody gets their blood sucked, there's the Japanese character for suck on their forehead, I thought was funny. Like, I loved how this movie is, like, every goddamn uh, shoujin anime. Every time somebody fights, they're like, yeah! Like, it's all, like, it's a lot of grit teeth and screaming and blood everywhere. Um, I, I love it. There's just there's so much to like about this movie. And the fact that, like, I don't know, it's like, there's just so many weird-ass ideas. Like, hey, we're going to have this guy dress up like a pilgrim, and he's going to speak English, and he's obviously doesn't, he doesn't speak English, like, normally. So we're just going to have that happen. And then we're going to have a Kappa show up that stinks, and we're going to have a frog guy. And I think it's funny, because th- this movie, while not the most well-known movie out there, that gif of the frog guy taking off the frog costume to reveal... Yet another frog costume underneath. I've seen that gif shared around a ton, and it's just funny because it's like that stuff is kind of transcended. Uh, I did. This film. I did laugh out loud when that reveal happened. I was like, <laughs> "All right." But also, whoever is in that suit is fucking yoked as shit. Like yeah. wh- whoever like did all that fighting. Uh, but yeah, I love the fighting. I love the. Uh, I just like I like the gore scenes in this movie too. Like I said, the beginning of this movie where the boss is just like killing everybody left and right and he's getting shot and stabbed and uh it's fucking awesome um but yeah great movie uh big fan uh i love it to death and uh yeah i uh i I will say one one issue that i did have that probably made it a little less Hmm. uh fun was that i had a problem with the subtitles yeah there were like even even when I searched for him, like I couldn't get it to work on Plex. Like I searched for him, I applied it, still couldn't get it to work, so I had to watch it on Tubi. So I had tons of ads. That makes sense. 
and that probably didn't help the pacing at all, which was already fucking absurd. Yeah, I can understand that. So that probably didn't. I'm sure that didn't uh, didn't help with how I felt about it. Well, that but. was Yakuza Apocalypse. Whose pick is it next week? I mean, I've got I've got two in the chamber. I'm gonna do a coin toss to figure out which one it is. Alex, you got a pick? I have six in the chamber. Oh Jesus! All right, well, one of you decide. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're both gonna go. All right. Um. um go ahead, Alex. If you give, you can if you can narrow it down from one to six. Otherwise, I'm gonna flip this coin. All right. Um. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like I want the show to watch like all of these. <laughs> uh, Let's make a list. Pretty much. Like I should let you guys vote on it. Is it, it but you won't. But you won't know. You don't know a couple of them. I'm sure. Um. Oh man. Uh, we'll do these final hours. These final that? hours. It's the Australian apocalypse movie about the guy who finds the girl oh. who's about to be molested, and he saves her. Jeez. So that's what we'll watch. Ooh, like... Well, go USA! All right, all right. That's what we'll watch next week. These final hours. Looking forward to. Yep, it. I don't think it's that long. That's what she said. It is a tight hour, 26, 86 Hell yeah. minutes. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's the show. Uh, your own ass. And uh, do that thing you do. Mm. Which is each other. <laughs> nice. All right. Bye. <clears throat> bye. Good, good luck, jerks. <laughs> <laughs>